So if you can get past tonight, you'll be well on your way if you open your heart. We need to unstuck our hearts to open our connection with God and with people. Right, dealing with offenses. We're going to go into this nice and hard. Offenses, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to hold back punches tonight. It is a sign of immaturity. Okay, because it, it plays on your horizontal connection, which sometimes we are more, we are on life support in our relationship towards other people, not towards God. He, he who is stronger connected vertically is not easily offended. He moves very swiftly through relationships. Offense, unforgiveness, those things, it takes short times. It, it, it hits him. Okay? And so as we turn our faces higher and build our life support between us and God, generally, offenses gets less and less as we move on earth. But sometimes, because of the ways we've been hurt, we've been spoken to, what we've experienced... We, we become hard, we become a little bit bitter, and we need to get unstuck just to get going. And that's my heart for tonight. Are you with me? Right, so um, let's read together. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Okay, so we sense, we're starting to see this responsibility of hearts that needs to connect laterally because we are on display for the world. Okay, read with me. We're just going to read a little bit of a passage in Matthew and Mark, and I'm going to give you four things on offenses, four points in a poem. Okay, that's what I'm doing tonight. You have heard that it was said to those of all that you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says you fool will be liable to hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar, here we are in church, and there you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go first be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. I'm just going to go back one slide to... Uh, it says, uh, you shall not murder, and ever murders will be liable for judgment, but I said to you, everyone, whoever is angry with his brother is liable. Now, Scripture is not saying that it is the same, it is the same to be angry with someone and to murder someone. That's not what Scripture is saying. What it is saying is those sins are of the same kind. Okay. Anger is the seed in which murder grows when it's fully grown all right so what jesus is saying you have the holy spirit don't be foolish if you see anger deal with that quickly because once it grows up it is a monster okay yes so now let's make this practical for a moment here you are single and the bible says marry a man that loves the lord why he's got the holy spirit he can do this you leave anger unchecked in a marriage, it will grow into a monster. Do not be equally, unequally yoked with unbelievers. He's here to help us with these kind of things. Right? And so generally, generally believers 
should thrive in relationships because we can see monsters while there are still seeds. And we deal with them promptly. So, if we go to verse 24, it says, Go to your brother, personally, your brother, and then come offer your gift. In other words, deal with it personally and promptly. Do it now and do it face to face. Now, this guy here, you won't know him. I'd, I've never met him. He's long dead. His name is William Barclay. He said, more trouble has been caused by the writing of letters than by almost anything else. The writing of a letter is not dealing personally with an offense. <laughs> okay. Now, he, he, he died before Facebook started. I mean, this guy would have a heart attack. He'll go straight back to the grave. You know what we see on Facebook? You know, some people... They always, now that is something that had to be dealt with personally. Now it's on social media. So we are not called to be immature because we are believers. Amen? So we deal with offenses promptly and we deal with them personally so that our hearts can get unstuck. All right? Now let's go. Same kind of portion in Mark. It says, Mark 11, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it. And it will be yours. Whenever you stand praying, if you forgive, sorry, if you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone. So that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Now, once again, whenever you stand praying. Now, if I go into Luke's office and he just put on the coffee machine and he says, take a seat. And I say, listen, Luke, is it okay if I stand? What I'm trying to say is I'm just going to be here quickly. Even in a moment of prayer, whenever you stand praying, maybe you're just going around the corner too quickly. If you stand and you quickly remember that there's something here stuck in your heart, unforgiveness, stop that prayer that was meant to be only a minute and deal with it. Deal with it quickly. Deal with it promptly. Right? And the scripture says that we should forgive so that our Father who is in heaven may forgive you, your trespass. Now, I don't think Scripture is trying to say, if for a moment we are struggling through something in our heart, is that we are robbed from our salvation. It's not what the Scripture is trying to say, because that doesn't line up if we turn all the Scripture of God's children into one vacuum and look at them all. Okay, what is it trying to say here? It's at least saying this. If you allow unforgiveness to take a part of your heart, your relationship with God will be strained immediately. Right. If you leave it, that, will, that situation will escalate. What it also says, and this is my take on it, is that if you are in a situation, you say, I cannot forgive that person. I cannot, I cannot. There's no way I will not, I cannot. I think you have to move back to the cross and examine your salvation. Right? Once you have received it, and you know that he has forgiven you, it tends to push through in your life also. All right? So let unforgiveness on you and in you be like an alarm that sounds in your heart and deal with it promptly and personally. Are you with me tonight? What makes this hard in church is that when people come to church, often they've experienced so much trauma outside of church that they think, 
you know, at last I'm at a safe place. <laughs> at last I'm here, you know, uh, you walk into this place, what do you experience? You experience love, you are welcome, you, 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 you feel the, almost like the energy in the air as people are here to love and serve one another. So surely I won't get hurt here. And then it happens because it will. And so often dealing with this in church is even harder than dealing with this in the workplace. Some of you will understand what I'm saying. Now, let's get into this. Four things. I won't be long because we're going to get to worshiping. Why is dealing with offenses such a big deal to unstuck your heart? The first thing, first thing, because Jesus is clear about it when you stand and pray. Do it. Okay, end of sermon. Let's, let's go home. If you are offering your gift at the altar and there you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift before the altar and go. Be reconciled. That is a command. The general has spoken. All right? Now, I want to generalize a little bit. Please have patience with me. I know I'm going to put you in a box, but allow me to do it. I know we don't all fit into every box, but I'm going to do that. And if you've got a problem with it, speak to Amu once I've gone home. Okay? Men and women are, are often different because we were assembled different. That is not because uh, the one is better. It's just we are different. The Bible says to men, love your husband, and to women, you know, respect the man. Why? Not because only women should love and only women should respect. It's just because we've got different strengths and weaknesses. Women tend to love more. Look at them with their children. It, it, it comes out of them. They were created in a fashion. Men are a little bit different. Now, when these kind of things falls on unforgiveness and offenses, we also see those differences. Okay. Women tend to be connectors. They, they tend to, um, when they feel bad, they end up in a group of women. They, they, they have coffee, they have wine. They, they, that's what happened. And it is also your gift. You were made that way. Remember grandma. Everyone, everyone can come on one Sunday. She's got food for everyone. She knows all the grandchildren by name, nickname, when, when, when's their birthdays, what they like, what they don't like. Grandpa, he just sits there. <laughs> you know? She's the one that connects and knows and understands. Okay? Because we, you were created to connect. Now, when you get hurt in church, that can be very painful for you. That can be very drastic. Because what is happening is the enemy sets you up to hurt you in the place that's most important and most dear to you. And I know it's hard when you break out of a relationship if you were in love. But I have seen in women that they actually sometimes get hurt to a deeper extent among other female friends. Because once again, there was an expectation of safety a safe place to connect, a place to be myself, a place to share. And then she told it to other people. And I thought we were, I thought I was safe. That's very hard. But now, here's the thing, you connect. Now, if your heart is not unstuck, if you don't deal with it, here's what happens. This side, here you get your offense, your hurt. And sometimes people sin against us. The sin of others breaks over us. That happens. And that happens in every young child that gets molested. That's the sin of other people that breaks over that child. Okay. Now, sometimes your own sin breaks over you, and sometimes it's the sin of other people. That even helps us get into this place of offense and anger. Right, you get hurt here. 
Now you move to this group of church, woman, and you, what do you do naturally? You connect. But you connect on the basis of that hurt. So what do you do? You talk. Can't believe what those people in church did to me, that person there. She's fake. And if you're wiser with your words, you know how to say it in a way so it doesn't sound like you're skinnering, but you actually are. And what the enemy is doing, he is coming to drive a wedge into the church of God. That's what he's doing. Okay. Because you must connect, but you bring your hurt along. Are you with me? Can you see why it's important that you have short accounts of anger on your heart? Deal with it here. Deal with it promptly. Deal with it personally because you will connect. You were made that way. Don't connect on. That spreads like corona. All right. With a man, generally, it works differently. We are gifted in a different way. We are on a mission. You know, we, we don't start one company, we start four, okay? And, and we don't give up. We stay awake at night until we get it. We go, 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 go. And God says, just remember to love your wife. To love, I know you, want, you will provide for her, but love her also. Because we've, we take a mission and we go for it. Abraham, take everything you have, go. Sarah, Abraham, where are we going? Uh, doesn't matter, we are on a mission. All right, so... When you come into church, you generally have a mission. I want to serve God. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go all the way. And then it happens. You hit a relational pothole, and, and the same happened with you. You've got an expectation. These men, they're going to love me. They're going to understand me. And they hurt you in your heart. But we react different than the woman. We say, you know what? I'm out. I don't need church. Chuck that. Who needs church? Because we, we, we can focus or function solo, so we get out. And we become lone rangers. And we become bitter. And then we want a Christian wife to marry us, and we get them out of the church also. Okay, We need to deal with our hearts. We need to check our hearts. And so in ministry over the years, what I have seen is often... A married woman would come to church alone. And she and her husband, they were her together. But the woman would firstly, she would be ready to reconnect again. She'd be ready to come to church and say, I just want to experience God again. And the man would be stubborn. Men, we are the leaders. We are the leaders. Unstuck your heart. Don't be stubborn. We are supposed to lead the way for us and the women, and the children. Let's not get stuck outside because of offense in our heart. Does, does that make sense? Jesus is clear about this. He says, deal with it promptly. So, second thing about dealing with offenses in Shofar George. We should deal with offense before worship because dealing with offenses is worship. All right? By this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted. Okay, listen up. If we were part of a religion, if we were part of a religion, what we do would be very important. Dressing a certain way, acting a certain way, eating certain things, not eating other things. That would be our religion. 
Okay? That would be the works we do. But our, we were created with a material body, this, right? My lung, knees, and your features, they are all from God. That's your material body, okay? But you also have an immaterial part, okay? your spirit man or your soul. Now, God requires of us to worship with all of us, with our bodies. So we bring our bodies into worship. We move them. It might look like religion from the outside, but they actually move because something is happening to our immaterial parts. Are you with me? Now, when you go and sit at home, you're going to read the Bible now, and you're ready to read, and you remember, ah, I have something against my brother. I've got an issue with, with, with Rikas. There's something he said, and the way he said it, it's on me. Now scripture says, deal with that first. Deal with that first. Don't go on with Psalms. Close your Bible. Deal with it. Now, as you say, Lord, <clears throat> I bring you the stubborn heart because it is becoming harder and harder towards that person. And I want you to touch my heart because I remember now there was a man whom I sinned against that came to the earth and he forgave me. And I want to do the same. I want you to help me. You know what you're doing? You are worshiping because you are shaping your immaterial part after the likeness of Christ. Okay. So don't rush past the shaping of the unseen elements in you. Okay. And it will mostly have to do with offenses and anger. It is worship to get into your heart and, 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 and working it into purity before the Lord. Don't worry if you don't get it all done because you, any guy's going to get offended at 4 o'clock again. So you're going to deal with it again, okay? But get into the habit of, of expressing worship by washing your immaterial part. Does that make sense? It is worship. It is worship when you instruct your heart and you shape it after the form and likeness of Jesus. And we are called to do it. That is why we are different. That is why people look at us. By this all people will know that you are my disciples because you have love. There's something different here. What is it? It's the fashioning of our spirits after the likeness of Christ. I heard Luke is offending a lot of people. That's why I'm doing the sermon. They asked me to do it. <laughs> not really, not really. <laughs> This is just really my heart this season. It's, it's really my heart. This is what moves a congregation to maturity. We cannot get the work of the gospel done if we carry in Korean the whole day. In my home, my children, and mostly it's because of one reason, carry in Korean. All right. Carry in Korean. We can only move once we get past some of the things that's necessary for us to march forward. And this is one of the key ones, but he still rolled stones away. This is one of the biggies. Okay. Third one. I'm giving you four. After opening your heart, often it still hurts. Remember that. After starting the process of bringing your heart before the Lord, thinking on that person, Speaking forgiveness, sometimes the anger just comes out again because you, in a sense, you are reliving, you are remembering. Push through, go through. That's all right. It is, fi it is fine if you sometimes feel, man, I, I actually feel more 
uh, 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 vulnerable, mere questbar after doing this because it hurts. That's all right. You need to push through to the other side, all right? Um, let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then as we have the opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Let me, let me, let me give you one or two scenarios. It is very hard when someone sins against you, when their sin breaks over you, and they come to you and they say, will you please forgive me? That is hard enough. Because sometimes, if someone stole from you a thousand rand, okay, and you got hurt because that's, that was your friend, they could, in one sense, restore you. Okay. But if someone stole years from your life, let's say, for example, in a relationship, <laughs> and they leave you, and they come back and they say, please forgive me, you can't take out your checkbook. I mean, you can't give back those years. I mean, that, that's, that's hard, eh? What are we supposed to do? Work through it. Forgive. It is a command. Let's do it. Get help. Get help. Let the people help you. Bring your heart. You can do it. Amen? They broke him on the cross to pieces. The father forsook him, yet he pushed through because of love. You can, he will help you. You cannot do it on your own. He will help you. But there's something that's harder than that. And that is if someone hurts you and they are not willing to repent. They're stubborn. I did nothing wrong. That's even harder. Then there's another one. When you've hurt someone, you go to them and you say, please, I'm sorry. And they said, I won't forgive you. So we've got all these scenarios where people are the obstacles to the process of reconciliation. With the help of the Holy Spirit, let us do what we can do in obedience, and allow others to grow on their pace. Are you with me? Very important. And this is not part, part of this, maybe in encounter three or four, you guys will touch on that, but I'm not saying forgiveness does always mean the same kind of reconciliation, all right? Just hear what I'm saying. If there was a crime committed, uh, stuff, bad stuff happened, sometimes forgiveness does not mean the person is back in your home or they should be allowed near to your children. That's not what I'm saying. Forgiveness is one thing, and the nature of reconciliation, that is another. And you've got a team here to help you figure that out. All right? The last thing I want to say, when you are wronged, you have the opportunity to love like Jesus. You have an opportunity. And you don't have many of those opportunities because most of the time you are wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. The sin of others, they will break over our lives. We, we have the opportunity to love like our Savior. And it will only be a, we will only be able to love like that in this world because once he comes back and he brings us in and he wipes the last tear, sin won't fall on us anymore. It is an opportunity to connect with Jesus in the way in which he loved. You know, loving those who hurt him. Loving those who forsakes him. Loving continuously. Pressing into relationship with people that are stiff-necked. In the same way, 
blast the world away with love. It shows that Jesus is near. It shows that he's in the room. It shows that he's alive in you. In the places where you work, forgive quickly, love differently. People pick it up. And they ask you stuff like, what church do you go to? You're like, how can you do that? It is an opportunity. Many times in my life, I spoke about it this morning, many people have come to faith where I was living or evangelizing because of the way sins fell on me from other people and the way God allowed me to respond and love back. It is part of a ministry of your ministry. So, what I want us to do tonight is to unstuck our hearts, to make your heart fit for ministry, to make your heart fit for love. Christians are called to be different because when anger and unforgiveness falls on us, there's an alarm that goes off. There's something that sets off in our hearts. What is this? Sometimes, some of you will know what I'm talking about. You you, you come to 11 o'clock in the morning and you ask yourself, what is wrong with me? I don't, there's something that's bugging me. Who's got that, who's had that feeling before? It's almost like, eh, is it my chair? Is it, what's it? And then you remember, ah, that face pops up. It was that person upset me. The spirit is preparing your heart for action. That's why he's reminding you. So tonight, what I want us to do is I want us to unstuck our hearts. I want us to take a step of action. So I actually want to, I want to make a call, a look, and then you can just maybe help me with that. I want us to stand up tonight in this place. And I know this is going to help. For some of us here, this will be a defining moment because it will be the moment where you realize your life, your peace comes from Him and should not sit on people. Now, forgiveness is something that happens in your immaterial part, in your heart. But sometimes when we instruct our bodies, these two, our material and immaterial parts, they work together. All right? So what I want us to do is I want us to respond. I want you, when I invite you in a minute's time, if... If there's something on your heart, a person, if a person is sitting here, they are stuck, they are causing your heart to be stuck. Okay, you need to, you need to get it off. Then what I want you to do is I want you to come to the front and um, no one's going to pray with you. You have to do this, right? I want you to come to the front and I want you to bring that situation in a sense to the front. Say, Lord, I, I'm not going to carry this any further with me. I am bringing, I'm going to, I'm going to unstuck my heart here. Don't worry about the reconciliation process. You just focus on forgiveness. You say, Lord, I am forgiving this person today, and I'm connecting my heart to you first and foremost. Some of you need to go and get the ties of your heart off people and plug it into God. So I'm going to invite you in a moment, and then you come and you respond to that. If you need prayer, if something happens in your heart, where you feel, this is too hard, I'm, I'm, not, I'm overwhelmed, I'm not sure what to do, then what I want you to do here, and if you guys can help me, just put up your hand, which means just come and help me here. And then, then we can worship after that. Is that okay? Um, so Lord, as we present our hearts to you, uh, 
this is such a simple message, such a, such a simple command from you. But yet it is so hard to take action on this. So Holy Spirit, help us. And as we are standing here, God, I want you to, to remind people, um, Holy Spirit, teach your people, lead them right now, and show them their hearts. And maybe there's, there's um, hearts that are stuck, and it's faces from people that's on those hearts. It's, a, it's, a, it's the images of a dad or of a friend, um, of an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend, a, a teacher, and people who sinned against us, and, and the sin broke on us, or there was missed... Um, expectations and now we are stuck and ministry cannot flow through us purely unstuck our hearts you said we can do it you said when we stand and pray go and forgive we are able to do that and so i want to thank you for that i don't want to talk anymore so i'm going to count to three and if that is you come and minister to your heart in front of the lord here in front once you are done you can go back to your seat and one two and three Let's take action if that's you. Thank you for the movement in the place. You need to do this on your own. You need to take action. It's your heart. You can pray in your own words. You respond. Pray it through. I want you to feel it lift. I want you to feel, sense that there's, an, there's something fresh on you. And when you sense that there's something fresh on you and you prayed it through, you can go back to your seat.